Hello, everyone. It's October 3rd, and you're listening to the best podcast. My name is Griffin Reynolds, and I'm joined, as always, by my best friend and pal, BJ Guest. Hey, 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 hey. It's me. Hey, hey, hey. It's you. Yes, what's going on? I'm your friend. I'm your pal. I'm here. Hey, we're both here. Look at How's us. it going, bud? It is uh, Thursday at the time of this recording. It is. It is Thursday, and it's all my fault. That is <laughs> it's on Thursday. <laughs> hey, it's all right. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Yesterday, yeah, yesterday was my son's second birthday, and so happy birthday, Miles. Happy birthday, Miles. Friend um, of the show. He's a pal. He's <laughs> he's a pal. <laughs> he's been in. He's been in an episode. He was in that D and D episode where you he's ran in the, yeah, up in he there. Came right, he's like, Daddy, dice, 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 like, dice, dice. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, his birthday was yesterday, and so we did you know family stuff. And uh, my my mother's side of the family all pitched in and bought him a uh, playground for our backyard. Like, you know, like swing set, slide, you know, playground, jungle yeah. gym thing. And so and you're, I, you're a homeowner now. So I'm a homeowner. A, yeah. So I got to have a playground. You, you need a play area. Exactly. They can't just play in the street like I would. But so I have been working on that. I am since Monday. And today is Thursday, and I'm finally finished. I finished tonight, and I was very proud, and my body is sore. <laughs> so, well, it's uh, been like 95 degrees in Georgia, and you've been outside putting together a giant playset by yeah, yourself. For hours. I had help the first day. My friend Josh came over and uh, Ooh, helped out. A friend named Josh. A friend named Josh, yeah. Not our, not our mutual friend, Josh. You may not know this, but there's there's more than one Josh in the world. Is there really more than one Josh? There's like at least I only, seven. I only, I only have room in my heart for one Josh. Whoa. And that's Josh Brito. Josh friend Brito. Of the show. The friend of the show. Also known as Jeffrey. The Dragonborn Sorcerer. Yeah. What a, what a champ. What a bro. <laughs> and we continue <laughs> to talk about D&D in every episode. Every <laughs> there we go. single episode. So, I've been building a playground for my child for his birthday. Um, what have you been doing, my bud? Well, since last week, I worked a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> last weekend, Amy and I went camping on Saturday, hmm. and that was fun. Uh, we just, you know, real quick, we drove over to this place called Max Patch in North Carolina. It's like a, it's what they call a bald. It's like basically like the top of a mountain. There's yeah. not a lot of trees. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. grassy. Um. Actually, the Appalachian Trail runs through there, so mm-hmm. it's like really popular. So we went, just took our tent that we got for our wedding up there, and me and her and Cammie went camping, and we came back. Um, but other than that, just working. And as far as playing goes, I've been playing a lot of Borderlands 3. Okay, okay. Um, the more I've gotten into it, the more I've enjoyed it. Once I got off Pandora, which is like the starting planet, just mm-hmm. real deserty, kind of boring. Right. I, I like wasn't super into it, but I've been playing a lot more and enjoying it. Okay. Um, and I've been playing some Pokemon Black mm. on the emu- emulator on the computer. Those are the best Pokemon yeah. games. I th- I, they're they're like wild, widely considered the best. Mm-hmm. But they are they're super good, and their story's dark. Yeah. <laughs> Um, these I had I had never played Black or Black Two, mm-hmm. um, so I decided I should jump into that because they. I think we had talked about this previous in a previous episode, but I think that was in that period while I was just like not 
playing Pokemon anymore. Yeah, yeah, it was a weird time where um, like it wasn't acceptable. I guess is the right word for. It. Yeah, I, don't know. I mean, it's like we were quote unquote too old to be playing. I was gonna say too cool, but well, I mean, I think it's a little bit of both, yeah. honestly. But no, I'm um, happy for you. Who is uh, yeah. who'd you choose for your starter? Snivy, Oshawott, or Tapig? Tapig. Uh gonna get that big old yeah. that big old beefy embor. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. Mm. Uh, but you know, great things about emulators on the computer I actually have all three starter Pokemon in my oh, party. What a cheater. <laughs> what a phony. <laughs> He's a phony. He's a big fat phony. <laughs> um yeah. So I'm just having fun with that. You oh, know, cool. just playing it. I mean, it's just I'm just wiping the floor with everybody. So it's like I kind of want to do something to level my Pokemon down a bit, mm-hmm. <laughs> make it a little bit tougher. You I'm should just like once you beat the game for the story, you should go back and do like a Nuzlocke. I'm honestly thinking about it. Yeah, I'm gonna because a lot of the times I ruin these for myself because I do like if I'm yeah. playing on an emulator, I'm like I want the catch rate to be a hundred percent. Like mm-hmm. anytime I want to catch Pokemon, I'm like, why deal with this? I'm on an emulator. Yeah. <laughs> it's like catch rate hundred percent. Boop boop boop. And I'm, I'm a like, Pokemon master. <laughs> Or yeah, it's like I have nine hundred ninety nine <laughs> Pokeballs that are all basically Master Balls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, you should do like like the standard Nuzlocke. Like if if it dies, it dies. Or do just like a solo run, like just one Pokemon. Oh man, that'd be tough. Ah. Um, I think I I do want to do a Nuzlocke run, but what? <laughs> And we'll get into this in the news in a minute. What's the release date for Sword and Shield? Hmm, that is a we have so much good question. <laughs> we have a lot of notes on Sword and Shield, but that one is something we don't have. November fifteenth. Ah, okay, November fifteenth. So, um, yeah. So I think uh, I probably won't have time to do my full run and then a Nuzlocke run between now and then. So no, probably not. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I'll be well satiated and actually be held to a certain standard of rules by the time that game comes. Yeah. Out. No, I'm, I'm really, the more I've been seeing about sword and shield, the more I've gotten like excited about it, but yeah, we can talk um, about it. We will be in the news, in the news in section, but not right now. Um, what else myself. you been up to besides having a new child, having a child with a birthday? Um, besides like parenting stuff, um, I've been working on my two blogs. Bardic, Bardic Inspiration had its first post Monday, my Monster Manual Monday, about the Onis, which are essentially like the boogeymen of the D&D world. They're super spooky. Um, my Netflix and Naptime is going to get its review on Tall Girl. Whenever I finish it, honestly, I just haven't had time. Oh right, yeah. Um, I have been watching BBC's Sherlock with Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Dude, Freeman. That show is so good. Yeah, no, this is probably my second or third time watching it, and it's still just just as good as the first time when I watched it. So I'm pretty happy with it. Um, I like Benedict Cumberbatch. I like his performance in that show. He's very mm-hmm. eccentric's not the word. He's a dick. He's just a douche. Like he's yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. He he's super mean, but mm-hmm. ah, it's so fascinating just how he pieces stuff together. And then mm-hmm. 
Martin Freeman is just like he's okay. <laughs> he's just being, in my opinion, being Martin Freeman, and I love it. Yeah, yeah. I've I really find no difference in Martin Freeman the person and um his his portrayal of Doctor John Watson. Um, yeah, I've been um, as mm-hmm. if if anything um. A glowing recommendation for that show is that uh, Edward Reynolds li- really likes that show. So, oh, there you go. <laughs> My Listen, father really if, likes if that show. Papa Ed likes it, being the big Sherlock fan he is. You know it's on. It's on cue. Oh yeah. Because um, I remember I was like, <laughs> I was like home at one point in college. Yeah. I don't remember. And he was like, "You ever see that show Sherlock?" And I was like, "Ooh." <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, "Have I?" He's like, "It's so." He's like, "It's so good." <laughs> Can't never see, like, never really like imagine your father watching, not just not just watching TV. I guess, dude, he watches a lot of TV. Does he? Oh, what, what I do mean, you think not like, like. Well, here's here's the he watches a lot of TV. He doesn't watch. He watches a lot. He spends a lot of time watching television. He doesn't watch a lot of different types of television. Does that make sense? Yeah, he's he's pretty like pinpoint in one. HGTV, okay, okay, makes uh, and sense. C- and and CBS Sunday Morning, those are the two things he watches. Like I called my mom last night, and mm-hmm. I was like, "What are y'all doing?" And she's like, oh, "We're watching the recorded CBS Sunday Morning." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Well, f- okay." First off, there have been some awesome episodes of CBS Sunday Morning that I've watched them. Oh yeah. Um, it's it's just I don't have cable, and I don't want to pay for the CBS All Access, so I can't watch it. No, no. <laughs> I mean, no, it's a good, no. it's a, I had a thought then I lost it and then it came back and then I lost it again. And I, <laughs> I blame tiredness. Um, that is a valid, it's pretty good. It's a pretty good, yeah. pretty good excuse. <laughs> um, it's that, that little creature in my house that doesn't sleep sometimes. Um, they, didn't they start Sunday CB, CBS Sunday? What's it called? Sunday morning is that the show yeah yes yeah, cbs sunday morning is the name of the show <laughs> you you just let me struggle <laughs> i'm drowning like, isn't it th-? you're just well, sitting I thought, like i was mm. like are you falling asleep while you're talking oh god <laughs> i was like just looking at you like what <laughs> but it, they started it to highlight like good things in the world rather than all the negativity yeah. and stuff yeah that's what it is it's mm-hmm. just like a bunch of good yeah. stuff there's a there's a one about a hotel that collects keys that I thought was really interesting somewhere in like Montana. It's like keys everywhere. Oh, dude. Yeah. Uh, they did. It's got my man crush minute. Mm. Um, they did they did a whole episode about John Mayer mm-hmm. about him living in Montana when he had his vocal cord surgery. I was all about that because <laughs> he he lives like by Big Sky Montana, just like yeah. was doing stuff for the community, and that was awesome. Just blown away. Blown away. Like, hey, because well, because Dad was like, "Hey, they did an episode about John Mayer," and I was like, "They did." And so we <laughs> sat, we sat down and watched it. That's funny. Um, but yeah, but yeah. So I've done a little light reading. I have read the first two volumes of Fables by Bill Willingham. Do you remember the um? Oh, and it's yep. escaping me. Yep, um, I know exactly. What's it, the company? It, this is what I, um. Uh, Oh, Telltale. Tales, yeah. And they did... And it's uh, The mm-hmm. Wolf Among Us. Yes, Dude. yes. So it's... One of my favorite games. Yes. So it's the comic that that game was inspired by. Um, mm-hmm. Not as gritty 
as the Wolf Among Us. I think possibly the Wolf Among Us took a lot of stuff from different stories and mushed it together, or they just had like the they had the basic story of the first volume and kind of made it a lot grittier. Um, right. It's <sighs> fables is a very interesting concept. Um, it's probably more interesting when it came out in 2002 because it was before that ABC show Once Upon a Time. Yeah. Right. Where it's essentially the same idea. But um, it's the writing feels like it's the 80s, if that makes sense. Like, mm. um, like 80s kind of dialogue, 80s writing style. Um, there's like a big in the, the beginning of each issue there's a very big paragraph like previously on fables this happened and da, 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 and this and like stuff you don't you wouldn't see in a 2000 era comic and I thought it was very interesting I mean I like the story a lot I like the beats yeah. I like the characters I really like the lore of the story I think the presentation could have mm, used a little work I don't know and it may just be something that because I mean, that's almost fifteen years ago when it it right it started. No, even more, almost twenty. Like it might just be a little outdated for me. So that is what I've been doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I think that that game was fantastic, mm-hmm. and I'm really sad that. Telltale went under because I would have loved for them to do a second one of those. Oh yeah, yeah, those would have been, those would have been. I think it was better than the the Walking Dead games, and I really liked the Clementine Walking Dead. Like, those were the first games I watched on YouTube. Like mm-hmm. I found I found my my YouTuber. I think his name was the Rad Brad, and I would watch him because he had the same like, he would have made the same choices I would have made of. Right. And then I just watched for that story, and I was like, "That story by that kid is good." Oh, yeah, it so is. Good. Um, so good. I remember I played like the very first couple of episodes of that when it first came out of The mm-hmm. Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, but never, never like finished it out like a lot of people did. Yeah, it kind of fizzled. I think, I think the pacing of when they like released them kind of had some people drop off. But right, I do not. I mean, know. which. When that story went on for a long time, yeah, so. it did. yeah, it did. So let's get into a little bit of news this week. No, um, no. news. I like that. That one's new. Yeah. I like that one. There's a little um, zingy to it. <laughs> uh, let's see. We both have something super great as the start of our news. Why don't you tell us about that? Um, our boy Spidey Peter Parker is back in the Marvel MCU. Everybody. Exciting. Whoever wanted the money got the money. I don't know. I think Uh. it was finally decided that, well, initially Disney wanted 50%, and I think everything was settled, and they have 25% for one more Spider-Man movie and him appearing in another one. Okay. A a team-up movie. Right. And I think that is great, because I was really worried with what the state of the MCU was going to be trying to write him out and not mention it. Mm-hmm. I think that was going to be like really jarring and was going to take a lot of people out of the immersion of watching that movie. Yeah. Everybody's going to be like Sony had, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. 
or you know marvel or disney being stingy or whatever your opinion on that whole thing was is that it was going to take you out of the movie Mm -hmm. so he's back they're going to do a spider-man 3 right it's gonna be great and then you said they're doing an additional team-up film okay so it is he gets his own standalone film and one team-up appearance okay so with justice i mean that's that's, years you know yeah I'm just trying to think of how many films this will end up being. So, three Spider-Man movies. The new team-up makes four. He first appeared in Civil War, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was in was Infinity in, War. He was in Endgame. In Endgame. So, that's seven. Am I missing anything? No? No, I no, think that's, that's it. it. That's That's a lot of films for one actor to be playing that same character. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like it's it's he's um, these mid level. I'm sorry. Go. No, no, no. You, okay. You, I'm sorry. I was interrupting you. Try to be polite. Um, <laughs> like these mid level. Not by by mid level. I mean like they're just like middle of their Marvel career. If that makes sense. Right. Like, you know, Robert Downey Jr. has ended his career. Steve, not Steve Rogers. That's sad. That's not his no, real name. He's, no, he's Steve Rogers. Captain uh, <laughs> Chris Evans has kind of ended his career. Um, you know, Mark Ruffalo is in the, is in like the, a seasoned veteran of the MCU. Chris Hemsworth, seasoned veteran. Um, you know, and I, I think that uh, Tom Holland is kind of in that mid range where like Paul Rudd is. Mm-hmm. They're, they're kind of like middle of the road. Um, people were like, I would say, uh, maybe like, like if, you know, Chadwick Bosman might be kind of newer just because he only has like one film for his character and a couple mm-hmm. of team up stuff. But, and I'm, I, I start to worry about when is Tom Holland going to be like, hmm, I, I am an actor. I want to do other films. You know what I mean? I from a video that I watched about this same topic, mm-hmm. um, I think it probably will be after that second team up or after this next team up movie. Makes sense. I mean, so he gets his own. I, I think they're trying to put that one film in twenty twenty one, like the next standalone Spider Man movie, right? Um, and then I think right at, probably at the end of this phase, he'll they'll do another team up movie. Makes sense. And then that. I think he'll probably be tired of it at that point. Yeah. I don't so that'll be what, three years from now, four years from now? Yeah, yeah. Like still a good considerable chunk of time. I don't so, know. I just get too He'll he'll have he'll have been with that role for a long time. Yeah, yeah. I just get too emotionally attached to these characters and I just don't want to see him go. Oh, well, for sure. And I mean I think this is tough because I mean we've talked about it before, going into an era eventually, if we continue down this road where we're going to have team-up movies that don't have Iron Man, Captain America, probably Thor or Hulk in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, what kind of Avengers movie am I going to see at that point? <laughs> two characters who are bug and insect themed. <laughs> They're leading, I mean, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Which is so, interesting waters, but yeah. I mean, it, 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 it's, if you, that's the problem is, is looking at it through a, yeah, I'm sure these actors want to do something else lens versus a man. I really want to see these characters in these movies. Yeah. Lens. Yeah. So 
that is a conversation for another day. Mm-hmm. But I have uh, some other news here. Uh, Destiny 2 Shadowkeep expansion came out on Tuesday. Okay. Um, and I've heard a lot of good things. They were having a lot of server issues at the beginning. Makes sense. Uh, yeah. Just from so many people jumping on to play. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know some people are really upset, but at the same time, you can't expect this company to keep that many servers yeah. all the time. Especially for Destiny 2, which is... How how long has it been since Destiny 2 released? Four years, years ago? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like in the um, in and I know. video game lifespans, that's that's ancient, really. Yeah. And the fact mm-hmm. they're still pushing DLC content is astounding. But yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people that still play Destiny on the reg. Like, really? you know, yeah. Um, and this is a big expansion, mm-hmm. kind of like another another yeah yeah yeah, res- yeah. reset almost. Um, so a lot of people were getting back into it. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure that over the next few days and weeks, it'll be this. All these server issues will be fixed. Um, I want to get back into that at some point. But right. another game that I really want to play, mm-hmm. and I'll probably download it tonight on my Switch for the plane ride tomorrow, mm-hmm. is Untitled Goose Game. I have heard that this game is delightfully mean. Oh yeah, that I, makes from sense. what I've from the videos that I've watched people play <laughs> and it just looks just so good. So this is correct me if I'm wrong, you you are playing as this goose who's essentially just just being a a, a jerk to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> just going around just like dealing with different like shenanigans and you know causing havoc in his neighborhood. Is that like like you have a like a list of objectives for each little area. Mm-hmm. It's like one of them's like rake in the lake. And you just have to take <laughs> this gardener's rake and throw it in the lake. Oh. oh man. And you can like flap your wings and you can like honk and it's so good. I just, I really want to get into that. So I might download that before I um, go out on my adventure tomorrow. That's that's, weekend. That sounds like a good plane ride game. I'm just over there laughing to myself on this. <laughs> Make a friend. It's like, you want to see me mess with these children yeah. as a goose? You want to see me play as a goose? Hey, bud. <laughs> you want to play with me? Yeah. You want to play with me? <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, as far as some more actual news goes, um, a lot of stuff came out for Pokemon Sword and Shield um, in the past couple of days. Yes, it has. Uh, we pulled most of this from like an IGN article as well as a couple of other articles. Um, we can just go down this list here. Uh, the first thing being autosave. I think this is a first for uh, Pokemon games. It is. It's 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 the first time they've done the autosave, and it's it's toggleable. You can turn it on. You can turn it off. Um, I don't see why you would turn it off. Um, autosaves are something that's pretty much standard in video games now um it's I, i've thought it's been silly for the past two or three pokemon games for it not to have an autosave function um yeah it's, it's going to be hard to break that habit though of like i always like heal my pokemon went outside the pokemon center and saved oh i'm still gonna do that <laughs> you don't trust that autosave 
No. <laughs> Can't lose my Charizard. I, I save in every game that has auto-save. Oh, do you I'm really? Like, huh. I, dude, in games that have a quick save and a manual save, mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know what. <laughs> it, it, it's like, I do both. I'm like, quick save, manual save. <laughs> it's like, I make sure that thing's saved. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure this will help certain instances like if your switch dies or something happens yeah 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 if you haven't saved manually saved in a long time i I know this has happened to me as a kid having manually saved in a long time do a lot of stuff and then your your game boy dies on you or whatever so i've seen so many i've seen so many memes of that where it's like it's a guy playing pokemon it's like you congratulations you've beaten the pokemon league and then the game like the batteries die, and <laughs> yeah. it's like, when's the last time I saved? And they turn the game on, and it's like, welcome to the world of Pokemon. You're like, oh, F. <laughs> um, so I think this will be a welcomed feature. Yes, um, yes, it will be. Now, HMs will not be making a return in Pokemon Sword and Shield. You know, um, I I like and I agree with this change. Um, they... They did away with the HMs in Sun and Moon, where you had the uh, Pokey Caller. And essentially, you would call like a Tauros to ride, or a Stoutland, or a Charizard would fly you around, or you would ride on the back of a Sharpedo. And it was cool. It You saw a new Pokemon. It did away with the whole, I've, I've got to figure out my move slots to have, you know, everyone, every HM, or I just have a dedicated HM slave. Badoof. It was the Badoofs. It was always the Badoofs or the Radicates <laughs> of the region. Um, and so there you lose you lose one-sixth of your Pokemon team because one of them is just you know there for transport, essentially. Um, yeah. So it's it, this is a smart move. Um, they they I, I, The Pokemon community, from what I can tell, when Sun and Moon dropped and HMs were gone, they were people were pretty pretty happy about that so Mm -hmm. another step in the right direction absolutely um this next one confused me when i first read it but then i looked into it more and i like it Mm -hmm. um the experience share item is no longer in the game but that is because experience will be shared with all party pokemon anyway right um so the experience shared shared the experience with it it originally was it was an item that was held by a pokemon and so if you had say a pikachu and a cubone you gave your cubone the experience share your pikachu fought in battle got experience your cubone also got experience and then it turned to like everybody gets experience sort of thing um in uh, oh what's that let's go Pikachu, you noticed that when you battled, everybody got experience in your team too. So yep. I assume it's just the same mechanic from that game. Um, I like that. Um, going back to my emulator that I've been playing, mm-hmm. I actually modded that into the game where huh. all my party Pokemon get experience. Okay. Huh. Um, just because I want... There, it's because I love leveling up Pokemon that I'm not necessarily going to be using just right. to fill out that Pokedex anyway. So it's good. Like I'm battling with the Pokemon I want to battle with, but I'm still leveling up these other ones. Mm-hmm. And then once they evolve, blah, blah, I can change them out. Right. Yeah, right. 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 That kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. so the next thing, 
So we talked before about a lot of Pokemon not being in the national decks. Mm-hmm. So they have come out and said, Pokemon Cup from the national decks will return in the future. Right. So does that mean somewhere down the line they are expanding the decks? That's going to be in Sword and Shield? Um, which I think is an interesting way to do it. Kind of like it, like DLC, essentially? Yeah, it's like, hey, if you had these Pokemon, you can put them in there now. Yeah, I wonder... So if they do DLC, I wonder if it's going to be like here's a new region in not like a whole region, but like here's a new section of the Galar region or wherever it's called that you can go to. And, ah, oh, there's some Pokemon here that haven't been discovered in the Galar region yet. And it's, you know, it's your Poro um, Cacturn or whatever that got left yeah. out or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe that, and it very well could just be like a, hey, everybody, <laughs> you can use them <laughs> again. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. Um, um, I've, I like the way you did it, and I hope that is some, the way they do it. I don't know. I don't know. And it, it, I mean, it just says in the future, so it very well could just be, you know, future games. Yeah. Right. That could also be true. Yeah. Pokemon, um, table and chair. Um, I'm looking around my room for wall and, Pokemon wall and ceiling. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> names of. I'm also surprised they haven't done up and down. That's a good one. Pokemon in and out. Ooh, mm. that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. It's you know, it Pokemon shows Coke and Pepsi. Oh, every Pokemon is actually a like a brand. <laughs> I choose you, McDonald's, McDonald, Mander, <laughs> McDonamon. <laughs> I would always uh, use Colonel Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, y'all, shush. Hit someone with a cane. Um. <laughs> trying to get his back back on the on the tracks sorry <laughs> um so also <clears throat> let's see it, it was also mentioned that there are going to be new systems in place to make it so that your pokemon you catch early on in the game will remain competitive and viable in battle even as the game progresses which i think is interesting right so um oh nope yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you you go ahead. I've I've seen some things about where you can change the nature of your Pokemon. So um, if you have a Pokemon that is adamant nature, it means it has higher attack than special attack, I believe. Um, and the different natures have different you know, effects on the stats, and so um, that that's a big part of the competitive uh, aspect of Pokemon. So if you have a, a just say, Bulbasaur that is the right nature, has the right abilities, has the right I, you know, um, individual values and effort values, but the nature's wrong, competitively, that Bulbasaur is trash. And so I guess they're saying, like, these Pokemon that you build a, a almost a, like, relationship with as you battle right. in the game with... Once you start playing competitively, like, oh, they're actually, you know, competitively trash. Well, not anymore. You can change their natures to fit what you need. Um, Do you I think that will um, partially break the whole breeding system. Probably. Probably. Like, like yeah. But breed. But I mean, because I know a lot of people don't. Don't a lot of people breed to get the right nature? Oh yeah. Pokemon? It's it's it is such a task to get a competitive competitive pokemon like competitively viable pokemon and 
it's cheating has been such a huge issue in competitive Pokemon. Like people will generate Pokemon into their games that are competitively viable and they didn't earn them with you know quotations around because they didn't do all the breeding steps and the breeding I mean it takes forever to get something that's good. And then you know two months later the meta and the competitive Pokemon has changed so that Pokemon's no good anymore. Right. Um, so it's like all that all that work for nothing. Right. So I think I think Nintendo or Game Freak, whoever is trying to change this to make competitive more uh, accessible, which I would mm-hmm. love because I like playing Showdown, but I just do not have the time to sit there and you know breed and breed and try to do the math to get a competitive Pokemon. So oh, for sure. So it's just a lot. Um, yeah. So that'll be interesting to see what see what they do with that. Um, let's talk. Uh, last thing. Let's talk about the gems. Mm-hmm. So there will be eight regular gems, and ten. In my, in my understanding of it, eight major gems and ten minor gems in this uh, new game. So that is eighteen gems in total. That's exciting. Um, yeah, I'm happy the gems are back. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't really like the trials in the mm-hmm. Sun and Moon games. Like they were cool and everything, and it was an interesting concept of they are now starting the league and stuff. But um, I'm just happy to have that nearly nostalgic, I guess, feeling of the gems. Um, Me too. Eighteen. Who boy? Yeah. That's that's exciting. It that's that's going to be a big challenge if if that's right um right isn't there 18 poke pokemon dude i'm i'm types? looking that up right now i'm literally typing that in I my phone i think <laughs> oh my goodness i think there is and so that would be interesting if every pokemon type got his own gym there are 18 different types of Look Pokemon. Well, obviously, we know what's about to happen, everybody. Everybody about to get a gym. You get a gym. Arab. You get a gym. You get a gym. <laughs> you get it. Everybody gets a gym. I mean, that <laughs> that also kind of shows that there probably will not be a new typing in Sword mm-hmm. and Shield, which I'm fine with. Because I think that they will do new type combinations, not necessarily oh, yeah. a new type. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, but... <sighs> I, I wonder right, who the top of your head. Yes. What's the what's your most requested EV evolution? My like, oh, what like what what, what, what oh, new one? What do you want? Okay, okay, okay. For me personally, I th- mm. oh um I don't know St- mm, steel. I think steel to yeah, counteract was, that fairy. Yeah. I was leaning towards steel as well. Yeah. Or ghost. I think ghost would be really cool. That would be really cool. Uh. Sorry to catch you off guard since we were talking no, about types. I, like, I, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. Um, and I don't think, I don't know if they're going to do an evolution. They probably won't. Oh, people are going to be mad. That's, nah, they'll get over it. They want a new evolutions every year. Like every. I, did, I, I want it. Well, <laughs> you can always get what um, you want. What about dragon? A dragon evolution, that would be interesting I'm, looking. Yeah, it would. A bug evolution. 
It just turned. There you go. It's just like those Garfield, like I'm sorry, John memes. Have you seen those? <laughs> That's just like a little like. <laughs> I'm sorry, John. Little crawlers come out of his like body. Oh, <laughs> that sounds scary. That is. You know what else are scary? Do tell. Villains. Villains are scary. You are right. Villains are probably the scariest that? person in a, in a in a film or movie. You're How about uh, that for a transition. Man, a transition um, game. <laughs> mm. uh, so our main you would think our main topic is Pokemon Sword and Shield this week, no. but you'd be wrong. Um since it is now October, uh some might say spooky season. Uh, ooh. Um we are gonna each pick our what we think are the three best villains in all of media. Um we had we didn't really set any boundaries for this, no uh selection criteria. I just said, BJ, let's talk about I said pick your three favorite slash best villains. And that was it. Um so that is our main topic this week. We thought we'd get into this. Hopefully we can continue some kind of fun spookiness in all of our topics this month. Ooh, that'd be fun. Know. That'd be a fun challenge. It's like a too. spookiness. Oh, so. Spooky mm-hmm. Ooh. Let's do it. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll try. We'll, we'll have to brainstorm. If anybody has any ideas for any um, spooky topics, hit us up um, on Twitter at the best podcast. Dropping that earlier this week. Pow, pow, pow. So, pow, pow, pow. Why don't you start us off? Who is? Do you? I, I don't know if mine are ordered. I don't. Are yours ordered? Mine's are not ordered. They're just. I okay. try to do something from each type of genre, and then it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's well. You just give us one of yours. So I will start with my first one. I cho- chose Adrian Toomes, also known as the Vulture, from very specifically uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming. So Michael Keaton's, so yes, good. Michael Keaton's um, iteration of Adrian Toomes. Um, the reason I chose him wasn't because it's he because was because he's terrifying. Well, he is terrifying. <laughs> like as as a man. <laughs> Not even with the vulture stuff, just him as a human. Michael Keaton looking at me is terrifying. <laughs> that big smock. Um, oh, God. Was, so the reason I chose the vulture was because of his reasoning for doing what he was doing as a villain. Um, for those who don't know, in the beginning of this movie was uh, a shot of Adrian Toomes and his uh, cleanup crew cleaning up New York after the events of the first Avengers movie. And they were cleaning up one of Tony Stark's, you know, many subsidiary companies came in and said, Hey, we're in charge of this, blah, blah, blah. Essentially putting Adrian's business out of business. Right. And so his whole goal is I am, Stealing all of this alien technology, selling the black market, so I can provide for my family. Um, and right. I thought that was a very re- relatable cause. Um, and even goes because to that that conversation. You have a family. I do have a family. You have a family. Not, not like a family. I have a wife. You have a wife. <laughs> you have that dog. And a, a, two cats and a horse. You got a horseback. Oh, Ain't, not inside. <laughs> <laughs> She's an outside horse, <laughs> but um, we're not like we're not like Robin Big. We don't keep a mini horse inside. <laughs> but no, I just thought that his his what he did, why he did for like what he did, why he did, 
his causes. His I can't do words. You'll get you'll get there in a minute. I'm not. I'm just gonna <laughs> keep saying what and why over and over. Um, his his reasons for what he did are almost like justified. It it comes back to that question of like, would you steal an apple from a grocery store? to feed your starving kid or your starving daughter or something like that, you know? Right. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, yes, it's against the law, but you're doing it to take care of your family. So it's mm-hmm. that, that balance that I, as a comic book lover, really thought interesting in this film. And then he's not all that bad. He kept Spider-Man's secret from the, from the Scorpion. Yeah, he was he did. Like, he, yeah. Um, one of the craziest parts in that movie is when he takes the girl to the party and her dad is Vulture. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it was, it was such almost like not a gut punch, but just like a slap in the face almost because it's yeah because all a beat the music, then they open yeah. that door and it's him. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. she his daddy, ah. <laughs> I know I did that too. And it was like, really looking back, you should have been like, of course that's where they're going with that. Yeah. But I was caught completely off mm-hmm. guard. Mm-hmm. Um, and that whole scene where they're in the car driving there. Ooh, oh, yes. That, <laughs> that was, that was such, such a, good a scene. And he kept like looking at him in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it, it kind of like, you know, for us, we've all had that moment of like, you know, your, your girlfriend's dad tries to do like the scary talk with you. And that was, mm-hmm. it was almost like a, like a take on that, but it was like, Oh yeah. Also you're the superhero. I'm the supervillain. I will murder you. It's like, it's not like the girlfriend's dad. Who's not going to go to jail. Yeah. Like he's just trying to act big and bad. That guy actually wanted to murder. Peter right. Parker. Right. Right. So, <laughs> That is my pick, Adrian Toomes Vulture from Spider-Man: Homecoming. So, I love that pick. I love um, that pick. So, I'm gonna go to my side, and I'm gonna give a little bit of reasoning for mine. Um, so, I picked my villains in terms of cultural impact that they've had. Okay. Okay. Um, outside and inside their collective story right right or like cultural impact in the real world and impact on the world that they reside in okay i understand um so my number three is lord voldemort from harry potter Mm. he who must not Um, be named he who must not be named um and and really you can start there with it if you really think about that the entire wizarding community was scared to say someone's name yeah like that guy, and they don't really, I mean, they, they talk about it, but it's not ever really like gotten done to the nitty gritty. In my opinion, that dude killed. I mean, that dude just smoked a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I mean, just killed him. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know. I haven't looked into it enough. I don't know if there's ever a, a body count for that guy, but it is high. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Um, we're talking about a guy who split his soul into different parts and put it in different objects. <laughs> so, and tried to kill a baby. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
anybody who's even read or just watched the movies or knows anything about Harry Potter, they know about Lord Voldemort and the impact he had on that world. Right. He. So I in the beginning when I see I was I was a kid who watched the first movie and then started reading all the books, mm-hmm. and when they were doing like he who must not be named, I um I thought is there like a curse around it? Like if you say his name, do you like, does something happen? Which I think that is, was most people's understanding of it. That, that live in that world. Mm -hmm. They were so scared to say his name that they, they were worried that he was going to come after. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just like you said, that's huge in that world of how much clout he has, how much of an impact he has. Like you won't even say his name out of Mm -hmm. fear. Right. Really good, really good villain quality. Yeah. Um, and (laughs) as big of a villain as he is, um, you have someone on your list that I hate (laughs) so much more than him. (laughs) And if I had ordered my list, if I had picked my villains in a different way, Mm -hmm. she would be number my number one. Oh, I figured I was very surprised. Um, I'm not going to force you to pick her next, but it was a good tie. No, it's a, it's a solid tie-in. So my my second pick, um, basically, I tried to pick uh, characters that affected me personally um, in the movies or in the in the books that I read. And my pick is uh, Dolores Umbridge from Harry Potter, and I believe it's the Order of the Phoenix. She yep, appears because I, I can barely watch. That I understand. Movie. <laughs> And I'm, I, again, almost flabbergasted. But I understand why, <laughs> because of how you, you picked your, your, your choices. So Dolores Unbridge is essentially a government representative who comes and takes over Hogwarts um, when Albus Dumbledore f- flees for some as something. I forgot. I think he's part of the Order of the Phoenix. Like, he's going to go do right. stuff. And he's also, like, he's also, like, hunting horcruxes yeah. and... and- at the time and that kind of and stuff. He's, he's, and he's and he, anti and he does, it, yeah. Well, he's um he's also trying to keep a lot from Harry during that movie, mm-hmm. so you don't really see a lot of Dumbledore in that movie. Right. Where he's really um been trying to entrust a lot in Harry prior to that movie. So it's a, it's mm-hmm. it's really it's really weird. Yeah. Um so he's gone and so uh the wizarding ministry places in Dolores Umbridge, who wears all pink. She has like a little bob haircut. And she has this passive-aggressive quality that irks me. I I can't stand it. And I think a part that really gets her like under our skins personally because of where we're from. Um, Mm -hmm. South Georgia, you have a lot of nice older women who are oh bless your heart did you know like that that very passive right. aggressiveness well she she also does it in a way where she's very she has like a high pitched always tries to say everything she's saying in a happy gleeful way mm-hmm. even if she's excuse my language being the biggest bitch <laughs> <laughs> I can say that because uh, uh, Molly Weasley said that in the last Harry Potter movie. Um, listen, if she can say it in Harry Potter, I can say it on the podcast. <laughs> um, 
Um, anyway, so I just, dude, everything mm-hmm. she says, and she's got that that air of confidence about her, which is, I think, what another one of the reasons that it bothers me so bad is that she has that authoritative air about her that is, you know, she's like, oh, I work for this organization, so I'm better than you, and I have the authority to tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. But if it came down to it, everybody that she's ordering around is so much better of a person than her. Right. And I wonder... So that that irks me? Yeah. Like that's what really gets under yeah. my skin? I wonder if that was something that happened to J.K. Rowling or something she's noticed in her life, and she... Because that, that happens all the time, especially in oh, like companies yeah. and you know in business that, and stuff. Yeah. You have someone it's, it's, above you who doesn't know what they're they're doing, but they walk around with the biggest grin on their face and you know tries to boss around and messes things up. Um, another thing that she did, to, specifically Harry, that I thought was extremely cruel and like really. It always kind of bugged me is when he would go to detention that like private detention for oh, her and yeah. he had to write into that book and it what he wrote ca- like carved into the carved back of his, his hand arm. was it oh, like yeah, i will not hand. i will not tell lies or something like that yeah oh. that's what it was and that's just something that stuck with me he's like you just let this you know what 15 14 year old boy just right there and just essentially cut himself yeah over and over and over and over and so it it kind of shows like beneath that primp and proper and happy and pink exterior is like a you know curling monster inside mm-hmm. of there. So, and I think it a lot of her portrayal. And granted, I hated her in the books; she sucked then. Mm-hmm. But like, it's really the actress who plays her in the movie. Yeah, she did. Whose wonderful. name I'm going to butcher, but it's Amelda Stoughton. I think that's how you say her name. Mm-hmm. Um, she just perfectly embodies that character. Yeah, yeah, and like honestly, takes it a step further. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really think our um, the hatred for her is because of how well she portrayed this character. Oh, absolutely. Um, so yeah, that is my second choice of our villains. <laughs> God, <laughs> I saw you put that on there. I was like, "Man, she's my number one." I was um, I was telling Megan about. It. I was like, "I I'm I want to choose this character, but I I am like a hundred percent sure Griffin is going to choose her. Like she's she's probably going to be an all bold, like underlined it, <laughs> underlined yeah. exclamation point. And then when I looked, um, and because you were finished before me <laughs> with our show notes for a first time ever, <laughs> I was very, I was very surprised. I was like, okay, well, that makes it easier on me. I don't have to think anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so I'll look. I'm going to go to my number two, uh, which is Darth Vader from Star Wars. Uh, I think a lot of the same things I said about Lord Voldemort, mm-hmm. um, his impact in that world is just absolutely changes the game. Right. Um, I think, and, and if you look back in the movies and you really, as you know, in, in six, seven and eight, you really don't. Wow. I'm, I'm sounding super young. When I said that <laughs> in, 
four, five, and six, I mean, you really you understand that he's a villain, mm-hmm. and you understand that he is the antagonist per se. Right. And but you don't really get a lot of how powerful and how why he is so respected until you kind of get into some of the supplemental for lack of a better word, like Mm -hmm. some of the novels, some of the side stories, some of, you know, these kind of things to really be like, you know, to, to really understand why Vader is so feared because, you know, looking back at the movies, I just, when I was younger, I just saw him. I'm like, that's the bad guy. Like, you know, yeah, it's very obvious to pick out who's the bad guy in that movie because he's right in all black. <laughs> oh, right. He's the guy with the red lightsaber. He's in all black. Um, and it's just, you really have to think that dude is fueled by pure hatred. Mm-hmm. The only reason he is alive in that suit that call and it causes him pain all day. Like his entire life inside that suit is pain. Yeah. Because uh, Palpatine wanted him to be alive, but not strong enough to overthrow him because he knew that if Vader was at his full strength, he could overthrow Palpatine. Mm -hmm. And I was like kind of getting, I started following some different Star Wars YouTube um, accounts that Mm -hmm. just kind of go into all these side stories and things like that. And it was saying, how when Pal- when Palpatine gave Anakin the suit, right, that there were better technologies available, better suit materials, all these different things that he could have used, but he did for him. He chose, but he didn't. He may he used these things that were clunky. He used these things that still caused him pain. Didn't let him come to a hundred percent because he didn't want him to overthrow him. And I think that's a testament because of how evil Palpatine is. Yeah. He even knew that if Anakin slash Vader was at his full power, he could mm-hmm. overtake him. Oh yeah. Um. So even held back, he was still one of the most feared, most aggressive, most like ominous figures in, in the galaxy. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. There is a uh, a Marvel, com- you know, when Marvel was bought by Disney, uh, mm-hmm. they started doing Star Wars comics, and uh, there's a Darth Vader comic written by Charles Soule that I think you would enjoy because mm-hmm. it digs into Vader, and there's <laughs> there's like moments where you think Vader is going to be like have sympathy, and he's just like, no, he <laughs> like kills somebody. <laughs> oh, right, <laughs> so great. Ah. There was like this one uh, scene that this guy was talking about. It was like right kind of after Vader, right after Anakin made the transition into Vader mm-hmm. and how they were like hunting down Jedis after Order 66 right. and, and, and things like that. And um, there was, <laughs> it was like they descended on this planet and Vader just like straight up like murdered these <laughs> these like apprentices and these Jedi in front of like everybody in this city. And it like he did it single handedly, all this stuff, and then like he sent the troops in and got back on his ship. He just like took care of business and then just like dipped out. Like he's just so And I feel like that kind of villainy was not portrayed very well in those early movies. No. No, I don't think so either. Um, 
And I think the idea was there, it just wasn't portrayed super well. Yeah. Um, they, they kind of did a, you know, in the last one, was episode six, where the, he essentially just like slams the emperor down that tube. Oh, right. Um, to protect his son. Um, did you ever watch Rogue One? Yes, I have seen. Uh, the last scene in Rogue One where he's coming down the hallway. That, oh my god that is the only in my opinion that's the cinematic moment mm-hmm. that really relates to what all these other supplemental things are saying yeah. about that character but how he just vicious yeah yeah Where he just if you see there and there i watched like a breakdown of that scene mm-hmm. and first off it's great because like all the lights go out mm-hmm. and then it's just like like his lightsaber comes on yeah. at the end of the hallway and you're just like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and if you watch there's, he holds one guy as he's coming down the hallway, he slams one guy up mm-hmm. into the, onto the ceiling and he's doing that. And he's still fighting. He walks under the guy that's up on the ceiling, still fighting people, knocking away uh blaster bolts, that kind of thing. And then like, it's a, he's still walking towards the camera doing this and you can still see the guy held up against the ceiling. Yeah. So he, it, it just shows like it does not take much concentration at all mm-hmm. for him to be able to do these things. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to say something and it might be very controversial. Ooh. What do you think if they remade the original trilogy? I think they could do some really cool stuff with it. Mm-hmm. They, I don't think they ever would. See, I mean, just because that scene, like that scene was in the original and it was fine, but with the new techniques and the new camera skills people have now, mm-hmm. I mean, it was almost like a horror movie, that scene. You yeah. can see like mm-hmm. just, and you know, I don't want to say people's acting has gotten better but i think people's acting has gotten better um <laughs> you know you can see like the terror in these these you know rebellions face as they're clawing and they're trying to hand off the plans and he's just just murdering them and i i think they could take the story and you know keep the same beats don't make any changes don't try to do anything wild with it but just show us the same story but with you know, updated style, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I think that something, and this is kind of getting off topic, but I, I think that something that the movies themselves have lacked mm-hmm. is the sense of pure evil that kind of comes with some of these Sith characters. Right. And I think that scene really kind of got to what I want from an evil. Yeah person in the star wars universe yeah because um because you know i want more of that because mm-hmm. i mean kylo ren to me is just the misguided youth you know what i mean right exactly he's, he's he constantly kind of going back and forth to be a jedi yeah like you know and then darth vader to a certain point was just the story of i'm bad i am my last act will be of good sort of thing um so like the two major cinematic Sith Lords we got aren't represented how evil they can be, 
if that makes sense. Right, exactly. And I think mm. looking back in some of this, not necessarily canon, but it's what they call Star Wars Legends, yeah. which is like they're like subsidiary, mm-hmm. not necessarily canon stuff. There are some really just like in-depth, like going way far back into the Sith kind of. Yeah. Like you're learning about all these different Sith Lords and that kind of thing. And I'm like, man, the, this is kind of what I want out from this, you mm-hmm. know? No, they, I don't want this like, oh, I'm evil, but like, I, not really, you know, like kind of, yeah, I want some bad dudes. <laughs> so, but going back to why I picked Darth Vader, uh, it, it's, it's almost self-evident, yeah. self-evident because you think Star Wars, you think Darth Vader, it's, it's, oh, he yeah. is, he's iconic. You, right. I would say 80% of the human population could see just his mask and know exactly who he is. You know what oh, I mean? for sure. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Good pick. Completely agree. Good pick. My um, final pick. Me, yeah, hit me with your final my pick. My final pick is going to be a character that, unless you've read these stories, you would have no clue who he is or if you've seen the show. Um, my pick is the governor from the Walking Dead comics. Not from the TV show, from the comics specifically. Um, okay. The Walking Dead comics, um, an image production by Robert Kirkman. Yeah. Yeah. Robert Kirkman? Yeah. Okay. I was sure. thinking Jonathan <laughs> for a second. Now I'm not sure of myself. Um, but he, the governor, is the idea of... Yeah, Robert Kirkman. The idea of you're in post-apocalyptic people have to make these terrible choices to survive and the governor is this to me this skinny kind of runt of a dude who somehow has control of an entire like civilization right and he is just evil <laughs> yeah. he is like he is the worst of all like people like Negan's the baddest. No, 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 no. The governor was the like so in the comics Rick gets captured. Right. And the governor as a warning chops Rick's arm off. So for the rest of the book, Rick has a a nub. Um and that was just as oh, yeah. a warning to like <laughs> a warning yeah, to Rick's people like don't come to us. Um, he captures uh, Michonne and um, I want to say another character, maybe Glenn, and he tortures them and you know sexually assaults Michonne like several times, and it's right. it's almost like to a point of disgusting of like how he treats these people, um, and. It, it was just a crazy thing to me because he is not in the books. He is not like a physically threatening dude like Darth Vader or like the Vulture. He he looks like a skinny guy with a Fu Manchu and like a mullet, but yet he is 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 this huge threat. And it's kind of like the idea of in this world, it could be anybody. It could be this dude or like the bag boy at, at your local grocery store sort of thing. Um, yeah. And I think that it says a lot cause 
I think he fits well in this, this list because you said that he is just pure evil. Yeah, no, he's terrible. Um, the one scene that really has stuck with me is um, he's in his like office, and you've always heard this like constant kind of like scratching from coming from a closet, and you open it and it's a. Uh, zombie girl like a little like seven-year-old girl and it's a zombie and he has pulled the teeth out of the zombie girl like previously mm-hmm. and he french kisses her Ugh. exactly and it, it really just shows just how just psychotic this guy is and he had i think he had like an aquarium of different like zombie heads that were still kind of like chomping around sort of thing just to show that he like relish living in this world where other people are yeah you know terrified of and you know hate that they're living in it i think it's an idea of like he hated the the world he was in but here he gets to be the governor and i think maybe that's why yeah he went by that name he 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 truly gets to be this evil character that he has wanted to be his whole life but never got the chance to in like a normal setting right and as far as i know they never like dove into his backstory which i like i like having this ambiguity of where we get to discuss like maybe he did this because of this you know maybe he was like this because of that um and i think that adds kind of like the the chillingness to him almost right absolutely so those are my three my bud you want to Finish this off with your sure. last um, pick. So with my number one pick, I kind of sat down and I thought, when someone says the word villain to me, what is the one person that I think of? Mm-hmm. And it has to be the Joker from Batman. Oh, so are are you picking a specific iteration of Joker, or just the i, or just Joker in general? I'm picking Joker in general. Okay. Um, not necessarily, you know, oh, Mark Hamill's Joker versus, uh, well, definitely definitely not Jared Leto's Joker. Um, completely excluded. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just like, I mean, if you want to just narrow it down to comic book Joker. Right. Um, even in that point, there's kind of a couple different iterations of that character. But um, I think that the Joker has had such a cultural impact that like, I mean, for heaven's sakes, this was it this weekend. He's getting his own movie. Yeah. It came out, came out this weekend with, yeah. With walking. What am I? Walking Phoenix. Uh, Joe walking, Joe walking, Joe walking Phoenix. (laughs) I've never seen this name before. (laughs) Joe walking. Jacobin. That's what it was. Uh, Jacobin. <laughs> Jacobin. You're like, who? <laughs> um, but I think that it is just, he's such an interesting villain. He's such a fun character to psychoanalyze. Mm-hmm. He's, you never know what's going to happen next. There's so many different angles. There's so many different approaches. There's so many different things that he does that is just so surprising to the reader or the viewer or, or whoever, whatever media you are consuming with this character. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, he's been around forever. 
<laughs> you know, yeah. like he has such a he has such a relationship with the protagonist being Batman that like they are the yin to each other's yang. Like they are mm-hmm. the you know, when I think of two characters being the light side and the dark, you know, yeah. the, that's these two characters. Um I think that he is just a fun character because we like you said before, we we kind of have a backstory for Joker, but we really don't know. It's mm. changing all the time. Yeah. You know, we have this character who we don't really know how he came to be who who he is. We don't know him as a person before. Mm-hmm. We know him as the Joker. Yeah. Yeah. There was a time in the comics when we were in college where they were trying to push the idea that he was actually immortal. Which yeah, is insane to me, um, but uh, that <laughs> he was—he's like a a deity, an evil deity, probably or something. So. I don't remember. Their vo- their version of like Loki. Um, no, like Joker is kind of like you said. Like when you think villain, you think Joker. Like he is the the gold standard of of villainry, and especially in today's media with movies that are all based off of comics and stuff like that. Um, I, I agree. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) I was kind of scared that you were going to put him on your list too. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm really happy that we both took different approaches to that. Right. Um, you know, I really don't have a ton to say <laughs> about why I had him as number one, other than like, isn't it obvious? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> you no, know what I mean? He's, he kind of like Darth Vader is one of those characters of like, do you know who the Joker is? Yeah, the Joker's from Batman. You may not be able to recognize him when you see him because comics, you know, depending on the artist, depending on the the style, you have different iterations. But <sighs> Joker's Joker's up there. I've also heard that that Walken Phoenix movie is a uh, really good, from what I've yeah, heard. I've, I've heard that too. Um, it's funny. <laughs> I saw a tweet and it was like, we've had praises of this movie. We've had people bashing this movie. People saying it's great for this, it's bad for that. Blah blah blah. It hadn't even come out yet. People, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like this was like before it even released. Mm-hmm. It was so funny. Um. I'm excited to see it. Uh, I think that um, he, you know, I'm I'm speaking of this at, at, because I've not seen the Joker movie yet. Um, I think that my my two favorite iterations of this character are the Mark Hamill voiced Batman the Animated Series Joker mm-hmm. and Heath Ledger, obviously. Right. I think that those two characters portray this this one character so well. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And then, you know, looking at, like, one of the most evil moments from this character, it's got to be the killing joke storyline. Oh, gosh. Where? (laughs) So, DC, like, essentially came, like, when they were writing the story, they sent out a, um, essentially, like, an advertisement. Or at the end of the story, they were like, who do you want to die, this person or this person? And, like, the readers voted for, um, it wasn't Dick Gray, it was Jason Todd. Jason Todd. Jason Todd. Yeah. Um, which I think is an interesting way of writing a story. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it's 
that's probably his more memorable moments. I mean, like as far as evil things go, spoilers for the Killing Joke. If you haven't read it or watched like the animated movie, mm-hmm. I do that because it's great. Um, I mean, the man shot um, Barbara Barbara Gordon. Gordon. My cat. <laughs> in the back. In the back, your cat. Yeah. <laughs> stripped her nude, took pictures of her, and then tied up her father, Commissioner Gordon, mm-hmm. put him on a like funhouse ride, and made him look at all these pictures of what he did to his daughter. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, that is some evil stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, that. that's... Just some messed. Uh, that, that's some like, whew, like mentally deranged mm-hmm. levels of crazy. You know, mm-hmm. he bad. He a bad guy. He bad. Well, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> that is my list, my friend. That's my list, my friend. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah. I I really enjoyed that. I think that was a fun. Um, idea for us and I hope we can continue to do some spooky things yeah definitely October. I'll, I'll, I like themes and challenges us. let's do it let's do a spooky episode every week a spooktober, spooktober. is that what is, is that what the kids call it spooktober. I had no idea I don't know but we can no. call it Spooktober. We gonna call it. Welcome to Spooktober here, the best podcast. Um, if you have any ideas for we should talk about some spooky content, you know. Tweet us at the best podcast and it's all also on the Facebook. Um, one idea, Griffin, we could have what we talked about earlier, we could just talk in a microphone just like this the whole time. Nope. I don't <laughs> <like> that. <laughs> uh, we are not we are not an ASMR podcast, mm, I promise. I gotta look that up because I don't um, know what you mean. It's basically like the like the super high gain. Don't do it again. Okay. I see you lean. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's basically like the super high gain where it's like like people like like rubbing on a on a, a, oh, a, a texture okay. to or like really whispering and articulating their words into the microphone and like yeah. tab tapping glasses. It's just stuff like that. <laughs> um anyway. This really makes my skin crawl. <laughs> um yeah, like BJ said, you can get in touch with us at Twitter, at The Best Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, iTunes. You can listen to our episodes. You can also follow BJ's blogs. Oh, do you yeah. want to drop those names again? Uh, I sure do. Uh, you can follow my D&D blog, uh, bardicinspirationblog.blogspot.com. You also can look at my Netflix-streamed movie reviews at netflix at naptime.blogspot.com. Love it. Um, Gang, thanks for hanging around with us. Uh, We will be back maybe Tuesday if uh, something crazy doesn't happen in our lives again. Yeah, no more more birthdays for me. We're we're tapped out till May. (laughs) Tapped out till May. (laughs) Well, Bruce, it was a pleasure as always. Griffin. (laughs) You too, bud. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, gang. Goodbye.